You're listening to The Pastor Pod, sharing what we're learning to help you lead well in our culture today. This podcast is hosted by pastors Josh Robinson and Jay Mudd. Their goal is to be real, transparent, and let you in on what pastors really think about stuff. Welcome back to The Pastor Pod. I'm so glad you're with us for another episode. Man, we're at episode 40, and Jay, we're here. This is this has been a great journey. We've 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 reached the mountaintop. Now we're going to be over the hill after this episode. Forty weeks. That's a long time. That's a lot. That's a lot of that's a lot of talking. Forty episodes. It's great. It's great. And I think I, I it's kind of fun. We're going back to kind of maybe some uh, today. We're going to be looking at some foundational kind of things, mm-hmm. some good things. And you were joking. We we're like, hey, yeah, today's just like a normal day in our our conversations because you know our text threads or whatever it may be. This is just what we talk about um, pastoring and, and things of that sort. And so, yeah. um, especially when it comes to vision and building a team uh, around a vision. And so that's kind of where we're, we're jumping in today, uh, on the podcast. And so, uh, Josh, uh, I know you at, I think one of the things when we were planning this, one of the things I was intrigued by is I know you've been personally, you and the team there at the bridge have been really working through a process of, uh, making sure the team's all on the same page and moving the same direction. And, uh, I think many pastors, this is where I, I fall in this camp. I believe a lot of pastors, um, one, they don't even know when, uh, you know, they're not, it's not on the radar. They're very busy. Pastors are very busy. And I don't want to underestimate what pastors do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of pastors, there's, there's the day in and day out grind of, you know, uh, following up with people, loving on people, shepherding the flock. And then there's a the sermon prep mm-hmm. and there's lots of things that are going on, lots of different moving parts. And this idea of like, well, now I got to set aside time to make sure the visions set together and building a team around a vision, it can be cumbersome, it can be overwhelming. And so, Josh, I think I just on the outside listening in and watching you guys, I was intrigued enough to go, hey, we should talk about that. Um, because I believe a lot of pastors could benefit from just your journey. And maybe even the learning from, you know, you and others that uh, kind of go through this is kind of the world that I, I love to live in when it comes to vision mm-hmm. and casting vision and talking about vision mm-hmm. and rallying a team around it. So good, good, fun conversation, I think, to be had on this topic. And so if you're listening in today and you're going, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I'd love to take my church to the next level and I'm not really sure what steps to take. Maybe, uh, you know, Josh, today you're going to solve everybody's problems. That's what's going to happen. Or I'll, or I'll, <laughs> I'll confuse everybody. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, everything you just said, I resonated with. And if you're a pastor or a leader or you, or you, or you serve faithfully in your church, you get like how much goes into being the body of Christ, like being, being on mission, right? Serving your neighbor, sharing your faith, inviting people to church, you know, leading a Bible study, preaching, teaching, caring for the hurting. So yeah, I get that. I think for me and Jay, I, I could speak for Jay, like we, we bleed this stuff. We, we talk all the time, our text messaging, our phone calls, even before we record our podcast, we're talking about how, how do we help the church? How do we help people live on mission? How do we help the church be as effective as possible so that God gets the most glory and more people are impacted and saved and restored? So, so when it comes to building a team around a vision, really this whole podcast really was birthed out of me and Jay having a lot of these conversations and saying, let's just talk about it on the air and let's learn and let's, uh, invite other people into the conversation. So this, this podcast is really all about leaders sharing their heart. So we maximize our leadership because God has given us a place. God has given us a calling. All of us have different giftings and uh, wirings from God. And so really building a vision 
and building a team around a vision is knowing your gifting, knowing how God's wired you and how you play a part in, in, in the body of Christ. That's, that's of course a given, but for us here at the bridge, you know, if you don't know my story, I moved here in, in March, 2020, uh, sold our house. Our house was a contingent offer on a house here in Venice and all that was uh, one side fell through in Jacksonville. We had to reevaluate. God worked it out and we met the church online only. You can go back to an earlier episode. I actually shared the whole detailed story of us moving. So I don't want to uh, belabor all that. But when we came to the bridge, it's a wonderful gospel centered church. The people are wonderful. They had been through a lot over the last few years prior to me coming. And then, of course, COVID hit. <laughs> and so we moved locations for a portable church. And with, with the 2020-2021, those, you know, COVID was supposed to be like a three-month thing, apparently, at the beginning, but it turned into this two-year thing. It, it gave us an ability to go, okay, we can't get together physically in some ways. And I know everywhere, where, where we all live, it was different for you. Like for you, Jay, it was different than me in Florida, right? Very, right. a lot more difficult for you guys than it was for us. But at the end of the day, it gave us an ability to go, go to the drawing board. Okay, what are the things we're doing that we don't need to do anymore when we do meet again? What, what are the things that are not mission critical? What are maybe some programs or some systems or some ways that we've been doing things that we could actually look at it and go, we're going to try to become more laser focused on our mission. And so that's kind of when it began, when we started really looking at everything we're doing and saying, how do we, how do, we do it more effectively, but also what can we cut out that's not helping people find and follow Jesus? So let me ask you, so I know COVID, you, you mentioned COVID was kind of a, a big, uh, you know, an opportunity maybe to, to highlight this, but, you know, so that's, that's what happened in your, your, your story is that COVID circumstances led to a, an evaluation that took place. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, do you think many pastors and most pastors uh, have those aha moments? I mean, we all did, you know, a couple of years ago when COVID started, um, right. But then you get into, again, we get into the grind of just doing it and laboring it through it. Uh, do you believe, I, I'm not really sure where I stand. I'm not sure how many pastors sit down and actually really constantly reevaluate um, direction, vision, thoughts um, of that sort. Do you think that's a funk we, we, we can easily find ourselves in? Or do you think um, I'm kind of just speaking off the wall? No, you're, you're dead on Jay. I mean, <laughs> you know, thinking about just my week, you know, you go from a meeting to then a call and then you're studying and then you're, you have a a family in need. And then you, you, then you're trying to plan six months ahead for this big event. And then you're trying to respond to an email of someone that's upset about something that happened to them and their family. And so, yeah, I mean, as pastors, we, we, we get, we're like ping pong balls, you know, like in a ping, you know, we're just back and forth, back and forth, but there, but there's seasons where we need to say, and I don't mean 2020, I think, I think number one, we had to reevaluate because none of us had ever walked through that. So we're all in the same boat. Like nobody knew what we're doing. There was no books written about it. Now there's probably like 50 books written about like what to do. Yeah. And they're trying to go on a book tour or something, but nobody knew. And it humbled us and it brought us to a place of what is, what is that we need to do to care for people? Cause it, it was, it's been a hard, it's been a hard couple of years and, you know, I've lost friends and I know many of you listening, it's been just a deep depression and a lot of isolation. So I don't speak to this as, oh, it's a great opportunity to try new things, but also looking at it saying, how do we make the most 
of our time as a church? How do we make the biggest impact in people's lives? So, yeah, but I, I do think there's a season that, and I, I've heard it said this way, you need to work in the ministry and you need to work on the ministry. You need to spend time working in the ministry of caring for the needs, writing the sermons, but there's a, there's a day or a, a time of, of the week that you pull away and you, and you look at the overall strategy, you look at what, what you've been doing, you look at the calendar of the church, you ask the questions, the hard questions, you get a group of people that you trust around you and say, hey, where do you think we're doing well? Where do you think we're struggling? Um, how do we move forward? How do, how do we make a bigger difference? Man, we want to baptize more people. We want to see more people get into small groups. We want to see more people leading. Those are the kind of questions that really energize a team to start thinking vision than just thinking maintenance. And I think what happened when COVID hit, and I would say this is true probably in most churches, is it shocked the system. We'd never been down this road before. And we and probably everybody had a sermon in January of 2020 called 2020 Vision, right? I mean, almost every church had like this cool graphic, 2020 Vision, where we're going this year. I mean, how many, how many, how many churches did not fulfill what they thought they were going to fulfill in 2020? Uh, right. Cause it, we didn't know it was coming. Um, but God still is faithful and he worked through all of it. But I think you have to start asking us questions. Where are we at? Are we, are we okay with where we're at? And I think at the end of the day, as pastors, leaders, we, we, we can never become comfortable and settled to just say, my goal is just to hit autopilot, kick back and just go through the motions. I think that is why many churches and many pastors are struggling and having a hard time with vision because honestly, they've learned how to, they learn how to create this, this, this kind of easy going, let's just keep things moving. Let's just kind of plan the services and, and uh, just not push, push too hard. And that's right. unhealthy. And I do, I do agree. I, I, and again, I want to, I want to encourage, it's not that when I, when I say vision or change vision or whatnot, it's not that you need to change the direction of the vision every year in order to accomplish what we're doing. I think it's more along the lines of like, yeah. you need to, you need to modify, you need to update, you need to, you know, every, how, how often do our, our phones update? We get a, we get a software update, right? Um, we, we need to, we need to do an update on our, you know, making sure clicks. And like you just said, in 2020, January, 2020, we all had a vision. Most churches said, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And what we're going to accomplish. We had a shift based mm -hmm. on circumstances. I think every year there's an opportunity for you to do that. I think there's these seasons of ministry and maybe you can mark it on your calendar and go, Hey, I just want to sit down spend some time, get away, spend some mm -hmm. time with the Lord and say, Hey, God, tell me, direct me, show me. Um, yeah. if I've, if I'm wandering off into a direction, I shouldn't go, let me know. Um, you know, I, I want to be in step with what you're, what you're doing. Now you, you mentioned a couple of times, you know, rallying the team, doing the team. When you talk about team, Josh, I know they're the bridge. You have, you have staff, correct? You have, mm -hmm. I, I don't yeah. know how many staff you have, how many handful, how many staff you have? Um, it's, it's, I put them on the spot. We're, right we're at, you know, we're, we're, we're looking for, a, we're looking Youth. for the next student pastor. So if there's anyone listening <laughs> that knows some great, they, it's time to apply. Uh, but but yeah, I would say nine staff and we have some part-time folks as well. And, 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 and I think at the end of the day, like not everyone's in every meeting because sometimes right. it's a brainstorm. Sometimes it's big picture with like our leadership team, which is a smaller group of our staff. And then there's times where the elders are brought in and we, we, we bring it to them and say, Hey, what are your thoughts? And where do you think we should go here? Or what are some of our God-sized goals and dreams? Um, but as the, the person in the lead chair, whoever that, whoever that is, you have to you have to really keep continually thinking about the big picture of the church and saying, 
you know, at the end of the day, let's just break it down. If you were to, if you were to poll your staff or poll your leadership team, or if you're a church planner and you have a volunteer team, if you sat them around in a circle and said, what's the purpose of the church? What's, what's the mission of the church? Or what's the goal of the church? What are they going to say? And, and, and I, mean, I think you probably have a lot of, you, get? you probably would get like some decent, like in the same ballpark, but I would probably guess you're going to find people that you thought were like locked into your vision and mission that are going to say all kinds of stuff. So that's right. one way to find out if everybody has the same, you're aligned together on the same, on the same vision. Now, are there, are there, is there like a bunch of applications of the vision? Yeah. There's all kinds of ways we apply the mission and meet people's needs. That's not what I'm saying, but like if they can't give a clear, great commission, great commandment answer, and that we're called to make disciples of all the nations. If it's like, if that's, if that's foggy, even with us as, if like, if we're unsure, if we're uncertain of like, why, why our church is in our community, that to me is where that's the angst. That's the, that's the fuel of why we renew a vision. And if you feel like your church, the people are just there and they're just kind of, they're just coming and then they go home. No one lingers after church and talks. There's no new group starting. There's really, if there's nothing, if there's no movement, um, then I think for all of us, we, that is, that's, a, that's a warning light built in by God to say, hey, are, are we on mission with God? And I think it doesn't just mean when those things are happening, you're on, you, you could be doing a lot of things and not have a good vision uh, as well. But I think at the end of the day, what is the vision? What is the mission of the church? That's a great starting point with your team. Right. And, and there's lots of different uh, resources available to help you with this. I mean, I think uh, resources are not in, uh, you know, they're, they're, there's not a small amount of them. There's more than you you could possibly uh, use to resource you and your team and your staff in mm -hmm. order to rally around this, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You and I are both familiar with a lot. We could drop a lot. We've had different leaders yeah. on the podcast. Mac Lake was one who shared some of his tools that he uses and, and things of that sort. And so resources are not uh, necessarily the, uh, the uh, you know, the, the tension point, Josh. What I would love to hear, though, is, you know, you know who, who do you think needs to be around the table when you're doing this? Like you said, not everybody has to be in every meeting, but, you know, who do you start with? And then maybe it bubbles over into a bigger group, bigger, bigger group. But maybe, maybe for you, could you walk us through when you, you know, when you're you're coming into the bridge, knowing, hey, look, we want to make sure we we tighten up our vision, our mission, where we're heading. Mm -hmm. um, who 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 did you go to first? Who was the first people you went to, and said, hey, let's let's talk through this and make sure, uh, you know, we we we're moving in the right direction. You know, who's that first group, yeah. and then where mm -hmm. did it go from there? Who did it expand to? Um, and yeah. maybe even land where you're at now, like where are you at now? I, I know there's a larger group that's involved now. So, yeah, I, I want to say this really first, the, the church I'm at, and I'm sure if you're listening to your church, we, they, every church has a mission and they're doing awesome things. And so when I came yes. to the bridge, they, they have been a faithful, just giving loving church for many years. When I say vision, I'm not saying, oh, well, Josh moved to Venice, Florida and went to a mountaintop or went out to the beach on the island. And God, through a dream, <laughs> gave him this perfect strategy statement, perfect mission statement, and only he and he alone right. can have a vision. I think that is number one. We have, a, we have a weird culture now where the lead pastor, whoever that per, whatever title you give that person, is treated like they're the only person that can create and understand a vision. I think that's a 
I think we need to own it, but we also need to develop it in a collaborative way to build 100%. team. And so we came to our, you know, my lead, my leadership team that's on our staff, of course, our elders, we, we talked about where we are, where do we want to go? What kind of church do we want to continue to be? How do we, how do we get there? How do we make a bigger difference for the Lord? Of course, then we started thinking about a building process and raising money. And so all that will really wake you up and say, okay, what's our, what's our clear vision? Because people give the vision. They don't just give the buildings or give to a project. And so I feel like it's putting together a plane in the air some days. Building a vision isn't this perfect little one, two, three, four, five. Like Jay said, there's some great tools that we've been using, uh, whether it's vision frame, whether it's leadership pipeline, um, or, or just simply asking questions. Like if your key staff leaders are not on the same page, uh, that's where you start. And then you start teaching it. So we began to teach sermon series on um, why we're here. Uh, we, we did a series called Welcome Home, where we taught just the foundational truths of like, who is the church? Um, what does it mean to, to serve? What does it mean to give? Why do we go? Why do we plant churches? Why do we go on missions? I mean, we assume, I think so many times in church that people understand the basics. And I think mm-hmm. when I assume everybody knows the story of Daniel or, or yeah, everybody's heard the story of Joseph in the book of Genesis. No, people have probably heard their side of it. They probably don't even church people that grew up in like, we, don't start your starting point shouldn't be well everybody knows the mission of the church oh yeah everybody gets that no ask the question and just see what happens and you will probably be surprised where everybody's all over the place it doesn't mean that they're that what they're saying is is wrong in the sense that that's that it has biblical truth but what is the mission of like what is our bullseye and so that's kind of where we started and then we began to look at everything we were doing and then saying, okay, is this great commission? Is this great commandment? Is this, is this move the ball down the field? Does this make a difference in leading people to Jesus and helping them follow Jesus? And if it was like, yeah, I don't really know. We just do this thing and we enjoy doing it, but you know, we're funding it, but we don't really know if there's any type of life change. It's like, well, it helps us know which things to fuel and which things to slowly let it just kind of ha- ride out. And it's, right. you know, a lot of people call it the sacred cows in the church. Right. And, and every church has them. Yeah. There's a lot of assumptions that we make as pastors and that, that maybe is what gets us in mm-hmm. uh, the deepest trouble is those assumptions. We assume everybody's on the same page. We assume everybody knows the story we're going to teach. Um, I think one of my biggest pet peeves is when a pastor stands up to preach and says, now I know you've heard this story before. Uh, there's probably at least a handful of people in that church. who probably never heard that story before. We alienate people that don't didn't grow up in church when we do that. And then it also makes those that are grew up in church think they actually do know the story when they don't. Right. <laughs> and then not only that, but you've heard this, you, maybe even, so I, I preached through the book of Daniel uh, a mm-hmm. couple months ago. And yes, there are people who have read the book of Daniel, even, you know, whatever, but again, it's one of those things of, oh, I need to be reminded of that. I need to be seen. I need to remember that. Because yeah. again, I read it so long ago. It's been so long since I read it. I think the same thing goes for our our, our vision of the church or you know, the direction mm-hmm. where we're going. People need to be reminded of it. Um, mm-hmm. They need to know what it is. And that comes down to not just vocally, but visually, how are you communicating? There's many ways yeah. you communicate, but you need to over communicate. 
um, there's an old there's an old thing that they say in uh, worship leader world, and I'm stepping out of my limb here, so I'm my my league here. So if you're a worship leader, pastor, director, creative arts director, whatever title you go by, um, if if you are listening, there's this thing. You know, I get sick. They're like, I get sick of singing that song. It's when you get sick of singing the song yep. that people are just getting used to it, right? That's there's true. this old saying with that. I think the same goes with our vision. You get sick of talking about it to the point where like people are like, oh, I'm, I'm just not getting it. Okay, now I, I get it that. because you've communicated it so much. And it's not just you. And hear me, I don't it's not just you that has to communicate. It's not just the, the guy with the microphone on a Sunday morning that needs to communicate. Mm-hmm. It. it needs to be communicated. Mm-hmm. Your vision needs to be communicated yeah. from every single person that is closely connected to your church members, mm-hmm. partners, whatever you call them, your leaders, yeah. all your key leaders, whether they're paid or not, if they are, if they are in a, in a, in a position of leadership or a, uh, someone who serves at the church, they should know why they're doing it. Why does mm-hmm. everything I do accomplish the vision of the church? It's all t- The more you can tie it all back to that vision, mm-hmm. the greater buy-in and the greater uh, impact that vision is going to have on everyday people who attend the church. And so um, that's why this is so vital. I think this is why I bleed it. This is why I talk so much about it. This is why it's so important because it creates the culture in which the church uh, church lives and the church yeah. thrives. It creates it. And so, um, you know, pastors, again, I'll go back to what I started with. They're busy. They're working through. There's, there's ping pong balls. They're everywhere. They're doing all these things. Mm-hmm. So Josh, how can we, how can we support and how can we encourage pastors to uh, begin this process? And what does a process look like to even consider what is the vision? Are we all on the same page of the vision? You know, asking mm-hmm. those simple questions. And again, every church has some form of vision, but it, maybe it's a statement that was created decades ago that no one's ever, it was because you needed it on a piece of paper right. somewhere and your articles right. of organized, you know, whatever, yeah. um, your bylaws somewhere that says that, but what so, what is yeah, that you know so i would say for you as a leader what is your preferred future for your church if you could paint a picture of man the, the kind of church we want to be or i can see a church that could be doing xyz if you know what what would you say you know if if you were to sit back and dream and say okay we're a church plant or we're a church that's uh, been here a long time and we need to be renewed or 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 uh, we're, we're we're a church that's growing and we need to make sure we're really discipling people and not just leading people to, to a decision only. Um, you've got to ask that question. What's the preferred future? And I would say, find some tools and I would send, find some coaching. You know, for me, I've got of course UJ and then some other really incredible uh, friends that have coached me along the, we're developing the vision frame, which is basically the mission, uh, values, strategy. And what am I forgetting, Jay? Well, the, the vision is the preferred future. That's kind of the vision frame, but we've been developing that teaching it as we go this fall we're going to unroll unroll a series called we are we are tbc and we're going to say this is our mission this is our our values and this is our strategy this is how we make disciples this is our big picture next steps we want every disciple to take a step in because when we believe and when you apply the word of god in these ways you're going to it's going to help you grow in maturity and then also help you make disciples who make disciples and so for us, it's not just a sermon series. It's not just a piece of paper. It's not just a cool visual on a marker board. We want the vision to be owned and everybody carry that vision that 
ultimately it's not Josh's vision. It's not the bridge church's vision. Ultimately it's what Jesus said we should be doing. And it's taking the great commandment and the great commission and applying it in my context. So, so in, in essence, I don't need to go on a, on a retreat and figure out what in the world the church should be doing. Now I'll say this, I need to say, what did Jesus call me to do in the way that he called me to do it? And how can I do that effectively in Venice, Florida, in Northport, in the Southwest Florida, and you the same in Boston or Orlando or wherever you live, that's where it becomes unique. But I do think there's a confusion. I think in the church world, I grew up in going to all these conferences as a pastor's kid and everybody had this, all these weird visions. And I'm like, is it really our job to come up with what the church should be about? Or is it Jesus is the leader of the church? He's already set the tone. He's already said, go and make disciples of all the nations. And you need to, you need to go, you need to baptize, and you need to teach them to obey. Oh, and remember, I have all authority. And also, hey, don't, don't forget, I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. Apply that. How do I live it out? in my community. And so, and I'll, and I'll also say this, I really think it's not just the great commission. I think it's fulfilling the great commission in a great commandment way, loving God and loving people like he loves people. I think when you do that and then you get creative with how you apply that, man, it's exciting when your team can start to work together, collaborate, dream together. What could God do in the years ahead? If we can be laser focused on this vision that Jesus has given us, but we make it uh, understandable, and we give people handles in our church where we live, where they can they can understand this isn't just like the church vision. This is this is a Christ follower's mission to make disciples. I I am the church. I don't just go to church. I get to right. live this out, you know, in every way. It's that contextualization that is extremely important. And I think that's mm -hmm. you you can look at Paul's letters to the churches that he wrote to, right? Mm -hmm. The the what he's communicating to them all is the same is uphold the truth of the mm -hmm. gospel, stand firm on the truth of the gospel. But contextually, contextually there were different areas and they were going through different mm -hmm. things and knowing your area, knowing your context, knowing the people you're reaching is, is, is vital to how it plays out. But you're, you're absolutely right. The vision, uh, the mission of the church was given to us already. We don't have to be too creative in that our creativity that what we're trying to come through with is and come around and rally around is how do we do that in our local community where God has placed us in our neighborhoods and yeah. our workplaces. And, you know, yeah. where, how do we uniquely do that here um, in, you know, Venice, mm -hmm. Florida or Boston or mm -hmm. wherever you may be. And so extremely, mm -hmm. extremely important. I think that the, the big overarching theme um, and what we've communicated here is, is you're going to, if we're going to build a team around a vision, mm -hmm. it starts with, you know, um, us acknowledging the importance of that truth that like, Hey, I don't mm -hmm. need to do this alone. Mm -hmm. There's a vision that we're supposed to be on and I need to rally the people around yeah. that. It's our job to rally the people around that as, as lead yeah. pastors, as pastors, as leaders, we got to rally. And then and that even goes down to, if you, if you're the leader in your kid's ministry, it's your job to rally your, your team, your, your teachers, your, your volunteers around that vision, that direction to where everybody's so, on the same page. I'll give an example. We, we had a great, we're planning some, some men's outreaches and men's events and, uh, and really just getting men into community. And we, we had a, a great meeting that night with some great key leaders. And, and we we're talking about like the mission and what's, what's the purpose of this night and how are we going to, and I just, I simply just changed 
<laughs> our mission statement from helping people find and follow Jesus Christ here around the world to helping men find and follow Jesus. I said, guys, we don't have to create another purpose statement for every ministry in our church. Every ministry in the church, yes, there's tons of applications. There's a lot more that, that we do. But the most important thing we do is lead men to Christ and also help them follow Christ. I said, if, if, we, if, if there's anything beyond that, we've kind of missed the point because you can't disciple someone to grow spiritually if, if they don't have the Holy Spirit of God at salvation. They don't, they don't know Jesus. So, uh, you know, just as simple as that is, it, I think we get so confused and every ministry in the church has uh, five different purpose statements. And then we wonder why people have, are foggy. You know, as I remember we were in Costa Rica one year and we were coming down off this huge mountain in this bus and it was foggy. We're going to the airport <laughs> and I don't know how the bus driver could see. And this is, you know, small roads. The bus is huge. There's no railing and it's three in the morning and he's going real slow and you could barely see about, you know, three inches ahead because it was so thick. And that, that imagery stuck with me because I prayed a lot on that drive. <laughs> I had like 35 teenagers and their parents and we're trying to make it home safely. But it really reminded me of a lot of times that's what leadership feels like. We're, we're trying to lead through all these crazy turns and the confusion and not knowing what to do next. But uh, when we came down off the mountain and we hit the, the sun really popped up, all the fog, you know, was burned away and it was, it was smooth sailing to the, to the airport. And I think what vision does and developing a vision does is it gives you crystal clear clarity to be able to say to your church, say to your leaders, Hey man, this is what we're all about, man. We are all about making disciples of all the nations. We're going to be a church that reaches people. We want to help people grow, whatever, you, whatever phrasing you come up with, because with that, it not only helps propel your church forward, but it also helps the wolves that come into your church with the wrong mentality, the wrong heart that want to come in and hijack your vision. There will be people that will, especially church planner, you're listening to your church planner. There will be people that will come the first couple of years of your church plant, and they're going to try to throw a wrench sometimes into what God has already given you uh, to, to sometimes unhealthy and un unhealthy places or unhealthy theologies that take you away from the Great Commission as right. the main thing. So, but that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Listen, I I'm encouraged by what I see uh, happening in your church, Josh. I'm encouraging when I, when I get to sit around with pastors and hear how God is using when, when you do get that clarity of vision and direction, uh, it's encouraging because you know, God's going to use that in a, in a powerful way. When you have alignment of a body of people and alignment yeah. of people who are saying, Hey, this is the direction we're going. And we're going to put all our efforts, all of our eggs and moving in that same direction. Um, things that big things happen when that takes place. And so um, I hope you're encouraged today uh, listening in on a little bit of Josh's story. And I'm sure if you wanted to reach out to Josh, Josh would be happy to share more sure. about maybe even the resources and things like that. Josh, give them an email address where they can email you at or a con best way to contact you. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can always email us at the pastor pod, but my, my email is Josh at tbcvenice.com. Uh, TBC stands for the bridge church. And if any resources I have, I, I'll be happy to share with you. Um, whatever you need. I mean, I've had a lot of people do that for me. Jay, you're one of those that's passed along a lot of great information to me over the years. So if I can be of help or Jay can be of help to you, uh, shoot us an email. We'd love to even, yeah. I, I'd be happy to give you a you know, talk on the phone or zoom or just 
you know, we're all for supporting and helping you. So. Yeah, Josh, I was just saying that because I know you, it's fresh. You're going through it right now. Um, I've had the joy of going through a lot of things here in Boston uh, with training and things like that. A lot of great resources. We'd be happy to, but um, you can reach us at thepastorpod at gmail.com. You can hit us up on social media, direct message, whatever way is the best way for you to reach out to us. We'd love to come alongside you and your church. We don't, uh, you know, we don't want you to have to go through these things alone. Um, I don't want to steal my friend, one of my mentor, my friends, Bob saying, of don't pastor alone in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. but that's really the concept is we don't want you to have right. to go through it and pastor alone. And so if you're listening today and you're going, Hey, I'd love to get on all that, but I just seemed over, I seem overwhelmed, reach out to us. We'd love to chat with you and maybe encourage you. And, yeah. uh, there's little things you can do along the way. I know I've been encouraged by some pastors have reached out lately going, Hey, I'd love to chat about this, or I'd love to chat about that. Um, yeah, we want to come alongside of you. We really do want to, we're in this and together at the same day. At the end of the day, we're big C capital C right. church. We're all in this together. And we do want you to know in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be sharing some, some, some next steps in this way of uh, some dreams that we both have to come along some, some leaders and pastors. So stay tuned for that. There's some, uh, there, there's some things that are cooking that uh, we Ooh. hope can just be a lot of fun, but also uh, for me personally, I'm excited because I'm going to benefit and grow through it. And I know Jay, you, I'm sure you feel Absolutely. the same way. Absolutely. I didn't know Josh was going to drop that little snippet there. And uh, we're going to leave you on the, well, we're going to leave you on the edge there. Just thinking what could possibly be coming. Uh, yeah, it'll be wait. after it's- August. We're looking at some ideas to develop leaders, but yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just going to stop talking, but Hey, listen, <laughs> we we're excited because we want to continue to, to help develop leaders. And, and we are the first ones that will, will probably grow the most. So absolutely. That's the reason that's one of the primary reasons we even do this podcast. All, <laughs> all things on the table is we love to listen and hear from leaders. And uh, I want to encourage you next week. Uh, make sure you join us. We have another leader coming on the podcast next week that you're going to be encouraged by. So um, we try to make that a preg- pretty regular thing as we have guests in um, people who are way more experienced and have a lot of different, uh, add a lot of value to Josh mm-hmm. and I's life. And so uh, listen, stay tuned. Uh, we've got some cool things in the works coming up. Um, as Josh was mentioning that uh, thing about encouraging pastors and supporting pastors, as well as um, there's a live episode coming up in the near future where we're going to we're going to do an episode live where hopefully we'll be able to interact with you and we'll be dropping some dates with these things coming up soon as well as some more special guests and so uh as always we want to thank you for joining us here on the pastor pod from josh and myself have a fantastic weekend and we hope to see you back next week